Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash 365 and get on your way to being your best self. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when both people put in the work to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all of your relationships, whether with friends, work, your significant other, or anyone else. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com slash 365 today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 365. BetterHelp.com. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. We're now joined by Baylor Director of Athletics, Mac Rhodes with Craig Smoke and Paul Catalina. I'm David Smoke on 365 Sports. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for your time. So, did Kelvin Sampson have your back? <laughs> um, I uh, I think so. Kel- Kelvin and I had a had a nice little uh, text exchange um, after uh, he had been injected, and and uh, and even after his uh, his his uh, press conference, post game press conference, and. Uh, I certainly appreciate uh, the the friendship I have with him. Is there a reason, though, while you have Scott Drew, he's ejected, then Sampson's ejected, and then last night Bill Self didn't want to watch the end of that game in Lubbock? Is this a trend? Is it like everybody's kind of blowing a gasket here? You know, kind of joke with Scott that uh, this this is obviously not the first time he's been a, a trendsetter <laughs> and and uh, college basketball. We just we just didn't know that it was going to be, you know, in terms of getting getting ejected from uh, from the game. You know, there's there's a lot of pressure, you know, when we when we think about these these games, and you know, going back to, you know, what I what I said, I, I believe that the uh, the Big Twelve, uh, you know, men's basketball is is the best, you know, men's basketball in the uh, in the country. You know, it is uh, it is elite. Uh, there are no off games. You know, every game is, is unbelievably competitive. 
And, uh, you know, when I, when I think about that level and, and just how good it is, you know, I certainly expect as do, you know, our coaches, other day, other, other ADs, right. Everything else to, 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 to match that, that level. And, um, and I think at the end of the day, you know, that was that was my point. Mac, um, this is the first year that the Big 12 has evaluated their officials. Do you expect to kind of see more of like what the what that reaped or how it, it came out once the season's over? And then maybe there can be some sort of reset and figure out, you know, why the confusion on a lot of this stuff? Well, I think one, you know, again, I made the statement. I think we, we have some, uh, some really great officials in, in our league. And, and, uh, and I think, you know, like everything else in college athletics, I think, you know, the, the officiating piece is evolving and, and accountability and, and, uh, you know, how we, um, maybe, you know, hold them accountable and, uh, and grade them, et cetera. I think that's just a, a process that we're all working working uh, through and uh you know i think you know our our officiating operation you know we we want it you know again at the at the same standard that i that i believe our our league's at when i when i think about um you know com- competitiveness and um you know i'm i'm always going to support our coaches our student athletes and, and i'm going to stand up for them and uh and again we need to continue to grow and and uh and be better you know, in that, in that area. And, um, you know, I think our commissioner, you know, Brett Yormark certainly wants the, wants the same. And, you know, I think he's, he's certainly challenging just, you know, the, the, the official, the, uh, the officiating operation, you know, to, to maybe think differently in, uh, in terms of how we, how we move forward. Speaking of thinking differently, and, and Brett, your mark, uh, Mac, not sure if you had a chance to read Ross Dellinger's piece, but a lot of just interesting topics uh, with the state of college athletics and your mark quoted in there, as well as Jim Phillips. And uh, one of the topics talked about was not only you know, the revenue sharing in the future and the college football playoff, but also the expansion of the NCAA basketball tournament. Ross used the word inevitable a couple of times when it came to the expansion of the NCAA basketball tournament. I know your mark commented on just much the same way the SEC and the Big Ten seemingly want a bigger piece of the football pie that the Big 12 and the ACC could feel like they want a bigger piece of the basketball pie. But just where do you stand on the tournament and possible expansion of the tournament, what that would look like? I mean, just where are we all sort of in amidst these conversations right now? Yeah, I, I think as, as you mentioned, Craig, um, those those conversations, you know, I think they're they're in the initial stages, and uh, and I think you know certainly more to come uh, when we think about what you know the future you know basketball tournament you know looks like, and you know you've got T- uh, CBS and and you know TNT as a or TBS as a as, as partners in that Turner you know broadcast, and uh, and so you know where that where that lands, um, it'll be interesting to to see. I think. You know, when you think about the Big 12 and just how competitive we are, um, and, and I think other conferences, there are certainly other conferences that feel the same way in terms of, you know, additional at-large spots. Um, if, if you feel like you, you have to keep, you know, and, and not touch all of the AQs right now, all of the, the automatic qualifiers, right, then you have no, no other, you know, pathway to, to head down than to, 
than to add spots and um, and to add, you know, at at large um, spots. And so uh, my my gut is, um, you know, that's eventually gonna uh, gonna happen. You know, how soon? I'm not sure. And again, you know, um, those are conversations that you know are gonna are gonna have to be had with certainly the the you know television partners. I think it will be really difficult um, to take away um, AQ spots. And, and so again, you know, um, not to be repetitive, I think it's going to be really about adding, adding out large and, and increasing the field from 64 to, to whatever that, that may be. I've, I've spoken with different uh, members of the college football playoff committee. Some have said it was an amazing thing to be a part of. Some of it said it was incredibly stressful and some said they would never do it again. When they contacted you, did you ever think about saying no? Um, not, not really. And I paused just because I think, you know, quite frankly, you know, certainly your, your initial reaction and emotion is, is one of, you know, excitement. And you're certainly honored, you know, to, to have been asked um, to, to be, be included. Uh, I think you, you know, think about immediately, or I did about my current responsibilities. And just, you know, the, the time constraints and, you know, can I continue to, to do, still be, you know, an effective leader for, for Baylor athletics? And, you know, I've, I've mentioned it before. That's, that's where I'm blessed, you know, with such a great staff, people, you know, um, that, that I've, I've been able to and, and fortunate to have surrounded myself with. And, you know, when I've been, you know, certainly part of, you know, um, the, the Big 12 and, and where it's, where it's moving and, and, and the direction and, you know, the, the addition or the change in membership, et cetera. And, and even when we think about, you know, um, football oversight committee and, and um, just the national landscape in terms of where college athletics is headed, you know, I've, I've have a, a great staff that, that really, you know, um, has, has filled in and, and, you know, I certainly don't think we've, we've lost a step. And so, um, that's a long answer, but you know, I I thought about, hey, you know, I want to make sure that that if I if I do this, um, I can do it at a at an elite level and and still do you know and serve as, you know, the the Baylor you know athletics director at a at an elite level as well, and I I can't do uh, either of those without the great staff that I have. If Baylor's at home on a Saturday, no matter the time, does that affect where you need to be for the playoff committee meetings in Dallas, or is, is that always maybe Sunday morning and on? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. Um, smoke. I don't know the answer yet. You know, we're going to have, um, two orient, uh, orientation sessions, uh, coming up one in, one in April, one in, uh, one in August. And, um, you know, I'll, uh, I'll meet the, the new members there or, you know, the, the committee and certainly learn more about how, how the committee operates. Mac, um, do you feel it's important? And I, I could, I could throw out a hypothetical, but I think you'd laugh at me and I'd know your answer, but that, you know, you have to advocate for the big 12 for the ACC for some of the conferences that appear to be uh, maybe don't get as much publicity as the other two uh, for whatever reason that is. Um, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, like, like everybody else, I mean, I, I think that, you know, actions speak, speak louder than words. And when we think about, 
you know, college football, um, it comes down to, you know, how you, how you perform on, on the field. And so, uh, no matter, no matter the, the conference, right. It's, it's your teams and how they perform and how they compete, you know, on the national la- landscape that, that really, you know, um, you know, do, do the talking. And I think, you know, particularly just wearing my big 12 hat, um, you know, we, we've been, we've been fortunate. We've had some, some teams in the, in the 14, you know, playoff. And uh, when I think about, you know, moving forward again, speaking, you know, with my, with my big 12 hat and Baylor hat, right. I think it's, it's going to be up to the big 12 in terms of, you know, the 12 teams and, and how many can, can be ranked in the, in the, uh, in the top 12. And, and if you have two or three every year, I think that will, that will speak well in terms of how, how the big 12 is respected in football. Mac, uh, when a coach comes to you with an idea, that I mean you have to uh, approve or agree with all of them. But when Dave Aranda, and I'm expecting that, that he's the one that approached you about Gary Patterson. Gary Patterson, who has a uh, pretty heated rivalry with Baylor, joining the Baylor football staff, what was your reaction? Um, you know, certainly one, you know, that, that I, I listened to. Um, you know, and, and I, I knew that, you know, Dave had, you know, been contemplating, you know, you know, somebody, you know, outside our, our program that, that, you know, maybe somebody that had, you know, years of experience and, and had, had been through, you know, a lot of battles, a lot of wars, had a lot of scars just to, to, to be a, a resource and, and, um, and, uh, you know, be a, 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 another, you know, another mind that, that he could rely on. And, uh, you know, I, I do think that, that coach Patterson, you know, uh, he's, he has an elite coaching mind and, and certainly has a, a ton of experience. You know, one of the things that, you know, I, I thought about, you know, prior to this was just, you know, when you think about Dave Aranda, you know, head coach and then also, you know, calling the, the defense and, uh, you know, running the defense, calling the defense. There are not many that, that have done that. And quite frankly, um, the last one to do it really, really well um, was, was Coach Patterson. And, uh, and so, you know, I think, you know, that was, that was certainly, certainly obvious. And, and then, you know, I know that, that Dave and his friendship goes back, you know, for, for many, many years. And, you know, uh, I also know, and, and this was prior to any of this conversation, um, you know, this is, this goes back two and three years ago that, uh, coach Patterson has great, uh, I mean, great respect for, uh, for Dave Aranda and, and, um, how he does it, who he is and, and how he does it. And I think that, um, you know, um, Coach Patterson is extremely genuine when uh, when he says he he wants to he wants to help and um, and be a resource for 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 Dave. And you know, so he'll serve as a as what we call a, a senior a senior consultant. And you know, uh, he'll work on you know opponent preparation and self scouting of our offense and defense. And you know, I've had um, several others. Well, hey, what about what about you know game day? And uh, what will that look like? And uh, I think, you know, Dave certainly, you know, has, has given that a lot of thought. And I think he, he continues to do so. And 
you know, I think Dave in the future will speak more about that in, in detail. One more thing um, on him. I, I, okay. I'm sorry. Um, no. And, and, and I think the other thing too is, is just, you know, when you think about coach Patterson, you know, a defensive guy, um, you know, just, I want to be clear that the Dave is going to be running Dave's defense. Um, and I think, you know, where, where Coach Patterson can, can be really helpful, he's an extremely creative mind and, uh, and just, you know, another, another set of eyes. I mentioned the bit of rivalry, and you know all about it. Uh, you weren't here for a lot of it, but you know all about it. And, of course, TCU's had a really good record against Baylor, no matter who the coach has been. But did you discuss with Gary Patterson how many Baylor fans he needs to unblock before he arrives in Waco on Twitter? <laughs> Well, here, here's what I said. I mean, we certainly went into this and and gave a a, a, a lot of thought, right? Um, certainly, you know, thought about you know how how would our former players that were right in the thick and heat of that that rivalry how would how would they react? And you know, I had an opportunity to to visit with a couple, and and they were extremely uh, supportive. Um, and certainly had some some other conversation with uh, with some appropriate people, just thinking about you know bringing Coach Patterson you know on board, and and they were they were uh, certainly extremely supportive. So you know I think uh, Coach Patterson is a is a is a smart man, and and um, I don't think he needs any of my counsel when it comes to his social media account. All right, you are on the college football playoff committee. It will be. Today, Nicole Arbach, uh, Ross Dellinger, there's a lot of stories that are out there. But one of the stories that came out this afternoon was that the ESPN, it's tentative, it's not official, but somewhere in the neighborhood of nearly $8 billion over six years with the college football playoff agreement with ESPN, based on ironing out some other things along the way. There were thoughts that this thing could get much more than that. That's a lot of money, but a higher number than that. Do you feel like that... uh, that maybe that that bubble of television media rights might be affected here that they weren't able to get as much as they first thought. Well, I'm I'm going to speak about it in, in two ways, and and I'm not I'm not trying to deflect, but I I know that you know Bill Hancock really, you know, um, declined any any comment, and so you know I'm I'm not going to speak to you know um, the 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 CFP contract in in general, but I, I do think that we're we're in this time right now and you know um it it happened right when we when we think about the the pac 12 um where you know just the 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 tv media partners are you know certainly being really really careful and um and you know it it feels like you know there's there's a bit of a ceiling right now and you know we certainly read about you know, some of those, those TV meeting partners and some of the layoffs they've had to endure and, and go through. And so I, I think, you know, that's, that's where we are as a, as an industry. And, you know, um, I'm not sure anybody can predict what that will look like in the next, you know, six years, 10 years. Uh, but, but it certainly, you know, I think impacted our, our industry, um, you know, in, in totality here in the, in the at least last, you know, couple, couple 12, or excuse me, the last 12 months. Baylor Director of Athletics, Mac Rhodes, with us on 365 Sports. We There's so much going on outside of just games, but you have a game tonight, Oklahoma. The Big 12 men's basketball is, is a battering ram. We have mentioned that many times. 
How do you feel like Scott and his team have kind of managed the, the landmines of this conference? Yeah, I, I think that, um, you know, um, Scott has said it, you know, a couple times, you, you better have a short memory in, in this league. And, uh, you know, you, you, uh, you have a tough one like we did, you know, in Lawrence. Um, and you, you've got to pick yourself right off the mat and, uh, and, and be ready to play the, the, the next one and not let it bleed into, you know, that, that next one. And so, you know, I, I think Scott and his staff have done a, a great job, you know, navigating this, this entire season and, um, and, you know, uh, uh, a roster with, um, you know, several new faces. And I think that's going to be the challenge just of coaching in general uh, when we think about the future of, of college athletics and, uh, and we think about, you know, where we are today and, you know, are you going to be able to transfer multiple times without sitting out? And so, you know, how a, how a coach is, is able to get, you know, a, a team and, and have – you know, uh, a roster of new faces to, to come together and, and face the challenges of a, of a really brutal, brutal schedule like, like we've had. And so I think Scott's done a, I think he's done a terrific job. And, uh, I think, you know, we haven't seen this team right now play its best basketball. And I think that's what's, what's really exciting about this, this team. I think our, our best basketball is uh, is still ahead of us. Last thing, uh, the women's team had a great start, one of the last unbeaten teams. They've hit kind of a, uh, again, the conference is deeper uh, with with what Kansas State, Oklahoma, who they have next, and obviously Texas got them in Waco. How has Nikki, and I haven't been able to talk to her in a couple of weeks because we were out last week in Vegas uh, with the Super Bowl, but how has she handled some of this adversity? Yeah, she's, you know, for, for those that, that don't know Nikki, she is a, an ultimate, ultimate competitor, right? Um, very much, you know, uh, like, like Scott and um, Scott like, uh, like her. And so, um, you know, she, she certainly, you know, when, when you, when you lose, you know, it's, it's hard and, um, and it's, uh, it's, it's not a lot of fun, but, um, you know, she's right back at it and trying to figure out, you know, um, where our weaknesses are and, and how do we attack and, and how, how do we get better? And, you know, we've, we've had some individuals on the, on the team right now that just haven't for a variety of reasons, uh, played their, their best basketball. And I think, you know, when maybe one of them, you know, uh, is going through that period of time, you can, you can navigate through, uh, but when you have two or three, you know, at the same time, that's, that's really hard. And I think, um, you know, Nikki and, and again, the staff have done a, a tremendous job, you know, in terms of just pushing through that. That was a really, you know, hard loss at, at BYU and, and then, you know, found a way to come back and, and beat a, a ranked, you know, West Virginia team. And, you know, we'll we'll look forward to playing. You know, at Oklahoma uh, on uh, on Valentine's Day, and um, you know, hopefully, can can get a win on the road. All right, I brought up Gary Patterson, but Mark Scott, Weston Glazer, Kyle Siegler, uh, uh, the Ravens' defensive coordinator's brother as a GA, uh, Dave has not 
uh, Patterson gets all the attention, but there's been a lot of other. Scott with special teams is really, really good at what he does. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of things added to what he had when everything ended last year. Um, how do you feel like he is directed or maneuvered throughout the offseason since three and nine? Yeah, I think that, you know, we, we certainly talked about, you know, this, this plan that, that Dave put together and certainly, you know, presented and, um, you know, it wasn't just about putting, putting together a plan. It was about, you know, executing it. And, uh, and I think Dave has, has done everything he said he was going to do. When we think about, you know, certainly talent acquisition and, and retention and, you know, what we did in terms of, you know, keeping, keeping our roster together, um, you know, keeping our verbal commits, uh, what we've done in the, in the transfer portal. Uh, I think he's, you know, certainly Dave and the staff have done a, a, done a tremendous, you know, tremendous job. Um, You know, the coaches, the on-field coaches, which we've already talked about in in previous shows, but, um, you know, just thinking about, you know, the, the three on-field coaches who, you know, have been a head coach or a, or a coordinator. When you think about Jared Anderson and, and, and Cap and, and, and Spavadol, Jake, and, and then, you know, to add a, uh, clearly an elite recruiter in Keenan Hall. And then, you know, you mentioned, you know, our quality control and our, and our graduate assistants and, um, you know, the, the, the four quality control that we, we added, those have all been, you know, former accountable coaches, you know, so, you know, you could, you could, you know, possibly say that they're even overqualified. So I think he's, Dave has executed all of that at a, at an elite level. And, you know, we've got to have a great off season, a great spring, and then, you know, we've got to have a great fall and, and it, you know, needs to all translate into, into W's on the, on the field. Thank you, Mac. Appreciate your time. Great to catch up. Uh, Mac Rose, Baylor's director of athletics with us. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.